BHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi, folks, and welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's calabaloo, you ask? Magic from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been with my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people who are a product of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Kate. That, folks, obviously is my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Kate Murray, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me. Your host, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town. Welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. When neighbors don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This week's musical guest, Burns and Christy. KB Cabaret, sponsored by Devereaux's Delight, the maker of the whole donut without the hole. And also by Sobegon, the detergent that removes the ink and adds a rise to your muffins. Welcome to our time to KB Cabaret. Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee, soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. And now KB Cabaret presents Advice with Granny Ada, Parlor City's cherished advice columnist. Dear Granny Ada, my daughter... A sweet, intelligent young woman is currently a freshman in a New England university. It's about five hours' driving distance from our home in upstate New York. She lives in a small, all-girls dormitory. This is the first time she's on her own. Her daddy and I call her at least three times a day, usually morning, afternoon, and before she goes to sleep, just because we miss her so much. The other Friday... I called her at 9 p.m., and we said our usual goodnights. Her cell phone is broken, so I can only reach her on her dorm phone. For some reason, I decided to call her again at 10.30 p.m., just to check up. Well, Granny Ada, neither her or her roommate answered her dorm room phone. I kept calling her every 10 minutes, until about midnight. Then, since her other 12 housemates have the same number with only the last digit different, I dialed until one of the girls answered. Her housemate found her in the common room, studying. I feel so guilty waking this other young lady in her dorm. Should I send her flowers with a thank you note? Signed, Loving Mother. 
dear loving. How delightful. It is nice to find parents with values. You did absolutely the right thing calling your daughter up so frequently. Be my guest in sending the housemate flowers and a note for being virtuous and helpful. However, this is not your real problem. Personally, I wouldn't believe a word your daughter says. Studying my foot. Her cell phone, I'll bet, is in perfect working order. She's just playing games. Here is the real advice you are seeking. Make your daughter leave this university, fly her home, and put her on a curfew. The young female generation today is irresponsible and thoughtless. They see all these reality shows and rock stars acting and dressing like hussies, highfalutin their wares like they were on street corners making a buck. When away from families, these young female girls take advantage of their freedom. In my day, a young woman would be passed on from father to husband, protected from the insane, overwhelming negative influence of the scholastic and business world. There is no reason to work when they should have babies and be provided for. And this is the reason the good Lord put women on earth. Best to you, dear, on handling this difficult young woman. She has a lot of growing up to do. Thanks for writing, honey, and have a nice day. Granny Ada Come on over. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my neighbor and chef extraordinaire, Beulah Deschamps. How are you? Oh, you know, dear, the usual. Not a cloud in the sky and my pies in the oven. <laughs> Lovely attitude. <laughs> no, really, the sky is blue and I do have a pie resting in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, dear, I'm really here because I would like to share a very simple recipe with you and your audience. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes. Well, you know, my husband, Leon, has a sweet tooth, just loves desserts. So I'm going to show you what a majority of desserts require. And that is? Vanilla extract. Oh, you know, I always have to buy it in the store. It never occurred to me you make it yourself. Well, many people just buy the simplest things they can actually make at home. And the homemade kind probably is better for you. Absolutely, because most vanilla extracts are imitation. And the little ones that are pure do have preservatives in them, and they are too expensive. Okay, so... How does one make vanilla extract? Well, I brought this quart size already made. This amount should last quite a while, and the longer it stays, the stronger the vanilla flavor and the darker the color. Oh, how pretty. Mm, isn't it, though? And here are the ingredients. Three vanilla beans to one cup of vodka. Vodka? I didn't know extract had alcohol in it. Most extracts, whether they are pure or imitation, have about 35% alcohol in them. But when the extract is homemade... That is when you get the good stuff. <laughs> that has a beautiful caramel color to it. How long has the vanilla bean been in the vodka? Well, this is aged about eight months. Two months of aging is the minimum. However, the extract can last for years. Wow, that is economical. Mm, so what we are going to do today is to make new extract and take a few tablespoons of the aged extract to make a basic cake recipe. Sounds fun. I brought your apron. Oh, thank you. Let's wash our hands and begin. 
So we need a sharp knife to scrape out the vanilla from the beans. That really is the hardest part of the whole process. However, why don't we taste what we are to look forward to? I brought two shot glasses, one for me and one for Beulah, you. Beulah, dear, you know, I, you know I can't drink during the show. Oh, well. Mmm, and here's to you. Mmm, <laughs> oh, that's moonshine strong and honey sweet. You can't get that from commercial extracts. Mmm, mmm, that's good. <laughs> so, the scraped beans go in the mason jar? That's right, dear. Then we take this nice 80-proof vodka and pour one cup into the jar. One cup for the abstract and one small cuppy for me to compare the difference. Hmm. Uh, Ooh, not bad, but not as sweet, though. Beulah. Now, dear, I can handle my liquor more than I can handle my men. How is Leon? Smooth. Real smooth. The vodka? That, too. Maybe you should we ju- are just so done. Beulah, what are you saying? Uh, whatever do you mean, dear? We are so done making the extract. Oh, oh. But I'd like to show you now, dear, as to how to make a basic cake dough so easy. All you need are six eggs separated, one cup of sugar, one cup of flour, one cup extract and a pinch of salt. <laughs> Sounds e- Wait, did you say one cup extract? Oh, no, dear. You caught on. We pour one cup of extract in this little old glass and we take a lovely tablespoon right worth out of my glass. The rest is for me. Oh, smooth as a sneaky snake. <laughs> uh, Beulah, are you sure you're all right? Just fine, just fine, dear. Why don't you just crack those eggs in half and disembowel its yellow little balls from the whites? I'll just take care of this glass. You want me to separate the eggs? Separate? Divorce? What do those eggs care? Those eggs have no feelings. They just lay around all day waiting for their sugar. Beulah, I'm so sorry. We'll show them. We'll just heat them up. Heat them up till they peak. That's all they want anyway. Beulah, mm. I think mm. maybe you've had enough. Yes, dear. I've had enough. You bet I've had enough. Oh, you boys are so nice to me. I have a lovely pie in the oven. Would you boys like a nice slice of pie, booze? Oh, okay. Um, boys, 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 help Beulah off the stage. Take her to her house. Um, thank you again, Beulah, for coming to our show. I'd like to thank Beulah Deschamps for leaving us yet again on a high note. And to be fair, we shall post the complete recipe on our website, kbcabaret.com. That is K-B-K-A-B-A-R-E-T dot com. Here with uh, Terry Burns and Ron Christie um, in this studio, this um, with fabulous people. I'm a huge fan. I always was, and, and we've Thank become you. 
friends, I think, yes. from the, the time that I've met you, just immediately, I think we had this connection. Mm-hmm. Very pleased to have both of you here and doing this recording for me as a personal favor. And I'd like to welcome both of you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Well, thank you so be much, Bray. Before we even start speaking, I want to play a musical selection called Caravan from their 2014 album of the same title. You know, I started playing the guitar riff in the song, and I think the words came fairly easily for the first verse, just about, you know, life being sacred. You know, a song about kind of a place, a safe place for everybody to be together. There's so few places like that in the world. But, you know, in our hearts, there are places like that. You know, we can widen the circle of people who are, you know, in in the caravan, our family, our, our loved ones all around the world, you know, so that's... And it doesn't matter what religion, that's yeah, what I think. It's, it's not about, about caravan of, you know, yeah. it's, it's just you know. being a kind, loving person. On the- Let's take a listen, shall we? <laughs> sacred every step every heartbeat every breath leave life with no regrets come join the caravan of love this life is holy precious child every teardrop every smile come rest your weary head while Here on the caravan of love Go just as you are You're a bright shining star Every flower together perfectly here on the caravan of Join the caravan of love. 
Sweet, first trip with my new GPS app. Just a quick setup and I'm off to the beach. Welcome to the new on-the-spot GPS phone app. Please state your name. My name is Michael. Now, choose a personality type for your GPS. Please choose male or female voice. Ooh, uh, female, please. Now, choose language and accent. Keep English, please, and what accent? Well, Irish women are sexy. I choose Irish. Thank you. Setup is now complete. Enjoy your new GPS app. Good morning, Michael. Where can I take you today? My goodness. Well, uh, I'd like to go to the beach. Do you have a name? Yes, it's Fiona. <sighs> what beach and where is it, Michael? Oh, it's uh, Seaview Beach on Ocean Ave. Wait a moment while I calculate the best route, Michael. Sure, no problem. Anything yet? Hold on, Michael. Sorry, Fiona. Apology accepted. There now, Michael. I've got the whole thing planned. Turn right out of your driveway and proceed down Beach Street for two miles. Okay, Fiona. Here we go. Michael, do you want a route that avoids the tolls? No, I don't mind paying the tolls. <laughs> well, you spend your money in whatever foolish way you want. I will recalculate the route. What? Excuse me, Michael. Do I interrupt you when you are thinking of ways to waste money? I'm calculating here. Left turn! Oh. That was abrupt. Uh, I'm only saying I, I don't mind paying the tolls if it gets me there quicker. Oh, so now I am abrupt. And I'm not capable of finding a route that is quick and inexpensive. Is that what you're saying, Michael? Right turn! Oh my God! Don't take the Lord's name in vain, Michael. I'm sure you're very capable, Fiona. I just want to go to the beach. You tell me the way, way you think best. Good. That is the only intelligent thing you've said so far. Left turn, no! <laughs> no, Michael. Your other left, you great idiot. Why are you yelling at me? Because you're obviously stone deaf. Now, I have recalculated, and now you have Take a right, then a right, and another right to get back on the right route. You were so nice when I picked you. Why are you so mean? Are you calling me mean, Michael? No, no, I'm not. I think you just did. Can we just get back to the route to the beach? I'm not talking to you, Michael. Fiona, please. Say you're sorry. All right, all right, I'm sorry. I don't think that was sincere. Okay. I'm sorry, Fiona. Very well, then. Recalculated. Why do you want to go to the beach for anyway, Michael? Because it's my day off, and it's a great place to meet pretty women. You can meet plenty of nice women at church, you know. I don't want to go to church. I want to go to the beach. It's not even Sunday. It does not have to be Sunday to go to church. Your mother must be so proud of you, Michael. Okay, enough of this. Just take me to the beach. Fine. Right, turn ahead. In 20 feet, you have reached 
your destination. This is a church. It certainly is, Michael. It seems to have been too long since you darkened the door. I want to go to the ocean. Like, I'm going to be a party to you picking up strange, half-naked women when you could be at confession. I think I need a drink. Oh, a drunk driver. I've alerted the police. You know, I'll just walk home from here. Do as you like, Michael. And thank you for using on-the-spot GPS by the makers of on-the-spot personal trainer and on-the-spot life coach. Have a nice day. And say your rosary. We love our parents. We know we can't kill them. So that's why we write comedy. KB Cabaret presents... The Dysfunctionals. That was fun. I love superhero movies. Always saving the world. Can you imagine if Ma had a superhero for a son? No. (laughs) Just think. Superboy and Ma in the kitchen talking. Where are you going? To save the world! Not without your sweater, dear. I don't want you to catch cold. I have superpowers, Ma. I won't catch cold. Well, you're not leaving without this sweater. All right. All right. Where is this saving taking place anyway? In the Middle East. I have to stop the fighting. Why do you always have to stop anything? The war is going on nicely without you, thank you very much. You don't need to put yourself in the middle of other people's fights. But that's what I do, Mom. (sighs) Look, do your classrooms go to the Middle East? Do their parents let them out in the middle of the night to fight fights? No, but they're not... Uh Uh-huh, so why should I let you do this? It's a school night. You need to be up early in the morning. Ma, saving the world is my calling. Calling, Shmalling, you know who you should be calling? That nice girl, Lois, who's in your homeroom. I like Lois, but... But what? She's pretty. She's nice. She's available. What more is there? Unless... Unless what? Well, unless, you know... Huh? Are you... Are you into boys, dear? What? No! I mean, why do you even ask? Well, you know, the tights. Ma, please. I really need to go. Go? Go. But first, you must eat. I already ate. Ate what? That candy bar? It's a power bar, Ma. A power? bar is not a meal. I made a nice brisket and green beans. Ma. Sit down. I need to. Sit down. The war can wait. A growing boy needs nourishment. I gotta fly, Ma. Dinner will keep. Fine. Call me when you get there. Call ya? Come on, Ma. What? Is it so much to ask for you to call your old mother who is worried sick for her son? All right. I'll find a phone. Thank you. That's a good boy. One more thing. Yes, Ma. Could you pick up a pound of baba ganoush and a half a dozen pita at the market? I'll give you some money. And so our saga ends again for now. But join us next time for The Dysfunctionals. What a sleepless night. Lately, it's so cramped. The regular beach usually calmed me, but I don't know. I kept hearing music late last night. Yeah, yeah, I know music is cool, but not when I'm trying to sleep, okay? Hmm, what's this? Sort of feels springy by my toes. 
Whoa. Hey, let's try it again. Whoa, causing some action. Ooh. Hmm. Hold on. Now, here we go. Woohoo! That is so awesome. Like a roller coaster. Up and then down we go. <laughs> and score! Yes! One for the team. Woohoo! Oh, man, I need a drink. Something with flavor, please. Uh, hello up there. Give me some sugar. What time is it? 10.15 in the morning. Hey, lady, come on, get with the program. How long must we wait? Ah, how long must we wait? <laughs> how long must we wait? Yeah. How long must we wait? Cool. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I feel it. Ah, it's, yes, orange juice. That's what I'm talking about. No, 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 blah, did you really need those eggs? Ah, uh, you know, I'm not crazy about eggs. Especially when they're mixed with onions and tomatoes. Jesus, it's no wonder you're gaining weight. You gotta go for the good stuff. Remember the chocolate cake you ate two days ago? Yeah, that's right. Or the yum delish blueberry pie with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Yeah, eat more of those, that's what I go for. So what's it gonna be? Uh, uh coffee? Really? Ah, stop this nonsense, woman, or I'll transfer to another host. Oh, man, you know, I used to like it in here. Calming waters, relaxing feet, those reddish walls. But now I don't know. Well, the bungee cord is cool. And these new purplish fiber optic thingies I can press down on. Neat. (laughs) Gotta keep the joints moving. (laughs) Arms out in circles. One, two, three, four. Again, circles. One, two, three, four. And twist. Two, three, four. Twist. Two, three, four. Legs in and out. In and out. In and out. Ah, time to press that purpley fiber thing again. Whee! Roller coaster time! Down and... Flush! <laughs> yes! Uniman! <laughs> now what? Oh, I guess I could just sleep again. Hmm... It's really all there is. I mean, what's it all about anyway? Ooh, we have company. Tuning in. Oh, this is so cute. I love the little blue bunnies. I had to buy it. Mom says you never can have enough onesies. Well, it's adorable. So have you started your holiday shopping yet? I'm done. I ordered everything online. Had everything pre-wrapped. The cars are printed. I even ordered presents for the baby. But the baby is due after the new year. I know, but I'd rather be prepared. Mother has dozens of cookies in the freezer, and she and Lizzie are preparing Christmas dinner. Oh, there he goes again. What happened? The baby discovered how to press my bladder. Every time he presses down, I have to pee. I'll be right back. And whoosh! Up and down, and... Yes! Right on cue. <laughs> you are the man. <sighs> okay, now that she's distracted, i got to think of an escape plan. Presents and cookies? Excusez-moi? And me not joining the shindig until after it's over with? Nuh-uh. Not according to my calendar. I'm due January 5th. Today is the 4th of December. Hmm, I have less than three weeks to plan my arrival and... Wait, what's this? St. Nicholas Day in two days? St. Nicholas Day. Uh, okay, Google, what's St. Nicholas Day? 
According to Wikipedia, children put a shoe outside their bedroom doors on the eve of St. Nicholas Day and hope to find candy, coins, or even small presents on the 6th of December. More candy and presents? OMG! Where's my bungee cord? Oh, there's no time to lose. Where's the exit? I gotta get out of here like now. Oh, Mama, you better be ready because this baby's coming through. Oh! What's the matter, Alice? Get John on the phone. My water just broke. KB Cabaret welcomes a new sponsor to our show, Devereaux's Delights, maker of the whole donuts without the hole. Devereaux's donuts are not filled on the inside. Rather, they are plugged up from the outside. That's right. Devereaux's donuts have a plug for every hole. You can choose from a creative array of plugs. Plug up your donut hole with gummy bear stoppers, chewy caramel corks, or my favorite, yummy chocolate marshmallow wads. Don't forget to stock up for Halloween where you can plug up your donut hole with candy corn cluster cork, a special holiday favorite. Yes, Devereaux's Delights plugging up your donut holes since before you were born. Located in downtown Parlor City. And now, KB Cabaret presents Retire, Please. Step on the scale, please. Okay, thank you. Temperature? Okay, thank you. Left or right arm to take your blood pressure. Right? Okay. 118 over 68, good. No, since this is just a follow-up, you don't need to take your clothes off. Wait in here, Mrs. Richards. Dr. Aarons will be in shortly. Oh, good morning, Mrs. Richards. Uh, it's been a while. Sorry, Doctor. I'm still having a difficult time hearing from the congestion. You have to speak up like you did last week. Yes, yes. <clears throat> uh, doctor. Doctor! Uh, who are you? Um, your assistant, Hayden, Doctor. Oh, Oh, yes, yes. <clears throat> now, Mrs. Richards, what can I do for you? I don't know, Doctor. You tell me. What were the results of the test you ordered a week ago? The tests? Uh, they're right here. I know, I know. <clears throat> of course they are. <clears throat> um, give me a moment to look these over again. I'm so tired of having whatever this is. The doctor will know what to do. I hope so. It's hard to breathe. I'm plugged up all the time. He will. Doctor. Doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems to be clear. Um, yes, well then, um, what can I do for you? I haven't a clue what you said. Did you look at the CT scan? Where did these come from? Who ordered these tests? You did, Doctor. It says right there, four days ago, signed by Dr. Aarons. That's you. Hmm. Doctor, did you notice that area? What area? On the left there. Let me see. What is it? There seems to be a blockage on the left side of your nasal passage, like a deviated septum. Isn't that right, Doctor? Doctor! Um, it looks like you have a blockage in your nasal passage. It could be genetic or perhaps you had an accident. 
Did something hit your nose? I I was in a small car accident. Didn't have my seatbelt on. Headaches? Nosebleeds? Yes, yeah, sometimes. Lately. The deviation could be the reason. Why don't I refer you to an ear, nose, and throat specialist? See what he says. Should I worry? Don't worry about it. 80% of the population has some sort of deviation in that area. A referral is just a protocol. We don't want to take any risks. Okay. Um, is the doctor all right? Don't worry about the doctor, Mrs. Richards. After you. Thank you. Um, yes, um, I don't see anything here. All clear. Um, Miss Richards? Hmm. I'll be son of a gun. Where did everyone go? The next song is a fun song that Terry Burns and Ron allowed me to sing with them. And it's called Runaway Train. Jumping off, moving way too fast. 
The good folks at Sobegon decided not to add any harsh chemicals that were not entirely necessary in their product. Therefore, it is fair to say this product is not only great for your underwear, it is also great for your corn biscuits too. Sobegon, the innovators of clean living. Order yours today. The Birthday by Bree Harvey Ah, sixteen. Sweet sixteen. Awkward sixteen. Maybe it wasn't so great to be sixteen. Sixteen. I always felt awkward. I was either too fat, too short, too boring, too unimportant. I did not socialize well and certainly wasn't popular. The last thing I needed was a giant party commemorating this supposed milestone occasion. It all came down to my parents. My mother never had a sweet 16 birthday party. My father had a venue to invite his business associates. Honey, what do you want on the menu? Uh, I don't know, something good? Well, we need a fish, a meat, a salad, what, whatever, Mom. We need to invite my accountant and his wife. Got it. And Mom added it to the list. The list. I had maybe two friends. The list had grown to 155 people and counting. Now for the flowers and the cake. Mom, you think this was a wedding? It's not a wedding. It's a sweet 16, sweetie. The day of my birthday was out of control. My mother hired a five-piece band playing top 50s music. The caterer was setting up some sort of Butter sculpture that looked like my high school. It was a sit-down affair, no smorgasbord for this girl. And the list, the list was now at 223. My dress was another crisis. I looked like an overweight sheer. If you'd have lost 20 pounds by your birthday like I told you, oh, never mind, you look lovely. Do I need these big earrings, Mom? They'll round out the look with the beads on your bell-bottoms. So I donned my earrings and my three-and-a-quarter-inch chunky platforms and went outside to the garden. I have to admit, the party planner did a lovely job with the decorations. The whole garden was under a huge circus-like tent with flowers everywhere. Floor-length white and pink tablecloth graced the round tables, and the butter sculpture of my high school actually did look spectacular. I was the only thing out of place. Guests started to arrive, complimenting my mother on everything from her outfit to the cute fuchsia satin favor bag filled with Jordan almonds and the Dwight D. Eisenhower silver dollar placed inside. Finally, one familiar face came into the tent. <laughs> it was my only friend, Maureen Hoffmeyer. She had dark brown hair like me, but managed to lose the 20 pounds for the party that I didn't. Mother was pleased, anyway. You look great, Maureen, dear. Doesn't she? See what one can do when one puts their mind to it? Yes, that's how my party continued. I occasionally saw my friend Maureen throughout the night. The other friend I invited, Tommy Sircaucus, said a quick happy birthday to me and then hung out with her for the rest of the evening. No one talked to me, sat with me, or danced with me. All right, 
I was encouraged by some women to dance with them. I did. But then I felt too weighed down in that heavy pink and purple sequin bell-bottom to really let go. So I hid in the bathroom. I knew I was ungrateful and would disappoint my parents. But do you know what? They never even noticed I was gone. It was a great party, wasn't it? Oh, I can hardly feel my feet. I danced so much. And I made a great connection tonight with the CEO at Albertron Corp. We're having lunch on Tuesday to discuss the Whitby account. Oh, everyone said this was the most impressive birthday party ever attended. You are the talk of the town. You know, hon, not too many people get a spectacular Sweet Sixteen party like you did tonight. I know this memory will remain with you for the rest of your life. My parents were right. This was a memory I would never forget. I wanted to hide all over again. And now KB Cabaret presents The Out of Control Customer. Hi. I need some assistance uh, finding a remote control for my mom. Sure. Just go in the back by the TV. The specialist can help you there. Thank you. Yes? Um, I need some assistance, please. Well, take your turn, honey. I'm sorry, I just was wondering if there was anyone else who could help me. Do you see anyone else? No. Well, then, there's no one else. Anyway, I was... Oh, sorry. Uh, what? Just a quick question. Hmm? Uh, about the remote control. Honey, honey, this is not going to help you any faster. Just let me finish with this customer. I just... Uh? I need to... Uh-uh. Uh, know if you... Uh? Had a user-friendly remote. <sighs> Behind you to the left. Oh, thank you. Oh, dear. I see you're not with anyone now, and I need to... I'll be right with you. Okay. It's just that... I will be right with you. Okay. Say, is there anyone else who can... No. I just have a... I'll be right with you. Okay? Okay, then. Now, then, what can I do for you? Well, my mother's 85, and she had a hard time with the remote control button, so I'm trying to... Yellow. I was talking. I'll be right with you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. I'll check it for you in the warehouse. No, no problem. I'm so sorry. I have to check something in the warehouse for a customer. I'll be right back in a jiff. I'm a customer. Come back here. Is there a problem, miss? You bet there's a problem. I've been waiting for half an hour for a store clerk and TV for a lousy remote, only to be shushed, ignored, and then bolted out. I'm sorry, miss, but could you keep it down, please? You're causing a commotion. A commotion? A commotion? I'll show you a commotion. Security! Security! All I wanted was a remote for my mother. And he ignores me. Pushes me. Pushes me down. He could call. I just want a control for my 85-year-old mother. 
Another one. I know, right? That's the third customer this week who we've had to drag out of here. Huh, I wonder what's in the water. Beats me. Let's get off the floor and play Candy Crush. These customers are giving me the creeps. The bird. Years ago, my parents, bless their hearts, decided to go on a trip. It was a nice break for them and for us. My husband and I were thrilled when they announced the news. We're going on a trip. Yes, for three weeks. Wow, that's wonderful. Yes. What are you so thrilled about? Nothing, nothing. So where are you going? Yes, where are you going? To Spain, Austria, and Hungary. Your mother wanted to go to Hungary. Hungary is nice. Hey, you seen one church, you seen them all. Nice. We have a favor to ask you, dear. Yes, mother, we will take care of the house. No, dear, that's not it. I want you to take care of Perry, your parakeet. Oh, sure, Mom. I'll come over and feed him. No, you're not going to feed that thing here. You're taking it back to your house. Yes, what he means, dear, is Perry needs to be around family. No, I mean that thing is filthy. No, he's not 50. He's only three. He just would be lonely all day long. So we brought Perry home to our house. Now, don't get me wrong. I like animals, but taking care of pets is a responsibility, especially other people's pets. Eight days in and all was well. I took care of Perry like a boss. Oh, Perry, I found some diabiscuits for you. Perry, want a cracker? I saw Perry laying down in his cage. Never saw him do that before. He must have had a stressful day. So I went about my business in the kitchen. Honey, what's wrong with Perry? Nothing. He's resting. On the bottom of his cage? Isn't that a little bit weird? It never occurred to me that birds sleep on their perch, that they don't lay down on the floor of their cage. What? I, I never had a bird when I was growing up. Well, that little SOB decided to drop dead on my watch. I panicked. What should we do? Bury it. I can't bury it. Mother would want to be at the burial. Really? You know, Mother, she would want to write a eulogy and everything. I can't take that platform away from her. But what will we do with a dead bird for two more weeks? Put it in the freezer. In the freezer? Yes! Where are the Ziplocs? So for two weeks, Perry remained in the freezer in between the frozen turkey breasts and the frozen carnival pistachio ice cream. When the parents came back from their trip, I did not expect their reaction. Oh, you! Why would I want to see a frozen dead bird? Only an idiot would think of something like that. I'm sorry, I thought the burial for your special family member would be important. It's only a bird, for God's sake. She's such an idiot. So my husband and I decided we would bury poor Perry the parakeet the next day. In the morning, we got up early and were ready to dig his grave when Howard looked out the window. Uh, honey, did you look outside? No, what's wrong? And there it was, over a foot of snow. Apparently, we had a blizzard overnight. Perry remained in our freezer for the next four months right in between the frozen turkey breast and the frozen carnival pistachio ice cream, since no one wanted to open the freezer that snowy, harsh winter. In the spring, 
we buried Perry and bought a new side-by-side refrigerator. We never did eat that turkey. I've so enjoyed having Ron and Terry here on our show. And there's the final song that we're going to be playing, So Many Angels, which I like to lead out with from the show. What a beautiful song this is. How did you come about writing this? Well, the the initial thing was um, my co-writer's husband had died and my mother-in-law had died and within two days of each other. And through our conversations, we came up with this title. And because we were so moved by the people around us who were so loving. And the second verse, I mean, everyone can relate to all verses, but the second verse was something that real that happened to our other co-writer, Pam, when her father passed. And then the third verse is about a girl who worked at the nursing home where my mother was, and she was amazing. So that's how it came. Inspirational on so many levels, so many angels.
She'd make her laugh. She'd brush her hair. Burns and Ron Christie. I cannot tell you what a pleasure it is and has been to be able to sit here, listen to your music, speak with you, and to have you as my friend. Thank you very much for taking this time today, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful tour in the Netherlands. And of course, I know that we will all be hearing more of you, Burns and Christie. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, Bray. Thanks for having us, and it's nice being with you, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Thank you, Bray. And it is wonderful to, to have you as a friend, too. Well, folks, that's all for today's show of KB Cabaret. I want to thank you, our wonderful audience, for tuning in. KB Cabaret could not exist without you. I would also like to thank our hardworking actors and writers, Kate Murray, Judy McMahon, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and Bill Murray. And I'd like to thank our hardworking sound engineer, Charles Berman, and his assistant, Valentine Monfuega, my musical engineer, Dave Rice, and a special shout-out to Christina Danella, my former music engineer, who is now working on Broadway. KB Cabaret is always looking for original musicians and writers. Inquire at kbcabaret.com. And sponsors, we have a special page just for you at kbcabaret.com. Just go on to the sponsors link and hook up with our climbing number of over 14,000 listeners that we are generating live on this show, our podcast, and on iTunes. In Parlor City, there are no goodbyes, only farewells. Until next time, this is Bree Harvey. Have a Calabaloo type of day. Share our policy. Come back again now to KB Cabaret.